bitch. Is that better? Is bitch better? Is bitch better? Is bitch better? Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Bitches Better. I'm your host Raven and y'all already know what time it is. It's time to talk about some dysfunctional relationships and y'all know we got to start in love after lockup land with one of the most dysfunctional relationships in the bunch that is Destiny and Sean. Okay, so Sean, we left off with Sean calling Destiny's sister Brittany to see if she knew anything about Destiny. And of course, you know, she lied to him and said no, even though Destiny was right there listening to the whole conversation. Um, And then she's like, hey, Destiny, I think that we should at least tell Sean that you're safe so he won't worry about you. And Destiny's like, no, like it's not his business. All he cares about is his $50,000 bail money. And oh, well, fuck that. Um, okay, but actually it is his business, Destiny. And yes, of course he's worried about you not showing up to court and being out $50,000. Anyone would be. But you know what? Let's, let's take the bail money out of it for a second and just say that's not even a factor in this. Bitch, you stole his car and his credit card. So yes, it is very much his business where you're at. And then she's like you know, I love Sean. And like, she doesn't even try to sound convincing when she says this, by the way. So she's like, I love Sean, but I just keep finding stuff out about him. And I'm just overwhelmed with court coming up. So I'm just going to do me. Um, what, what else have you found out exactly? Like, please let us know, babe. Like, because I know it can't still be the fact that he still talks to the mother of his six children. Like, that's not new information. Just be real and say you're sick of him, you want to have a good time, and you don't care what kind of damage you cause to him or his bank account. Like, you'd sound like less of an idiot. You'd still be a horrible bitch, but at least you wouldn't sound as stupid. But, you know, her sister isn't much better. She's like, Destiny needs to figure out, you know, what she's going to do, like, if she's going to marry him or not. But, you know, Destiny does love money, so maybe it's not so bad if she just uses him up, like, completely. Um, Brittany, it is that bad. <laughs> yes, that's a horrible thing to do to someone, even if it is dumbass Sean. But they're like, oh, well, Sean, be gone, be strong so long. Like, we'll see you later. Actually not. See you never. So, you know, Sean is all worried and he's thinking something bad has happened to Destiny or something like that because he can't get a hold of her. And he's still thinking that she might be pregnant. So he goes to work and I'm like, um, where is my boy Hector? Like, we have not seen him in a long time, and I miss him, and we need him to try and talk some sense into Sean, because he will not hesitate to tell Sean that he's being an idiot and that he's getting played by destiny. But then we get Kobe, who is another co-worker that is not afraid to tell Sean that he's an idiot. And I so wish that I could hear the conversations that Sean's co-workers have about him because I know they stay talking shit about him in this whole Destiny situation. Like, they have to. I Like, who wouldn't? So, Sean is talking to uh, Kobe about Destiny. And you can tell that Kobe's trying his very hardest not to laugh in Sean's face. And it's hilarious. He's, like, pretending to, like, look at something in the car just so he can, like, keep it together. <laughs> Bless his heart. So then Sean ends up looking Destiny up on Facebook, which I don't know why he hasn't done that before. Like, why wasn't that the first thing you did after you met her on whatever fucking like prison pussies website, you know? So he finds all of these different accounts and they all show her being engaged to like different men. And Kobe is like, wait, 
uh, but I thought she was engaged to you. <laughs> and I lost it. I don't know how he even kept it together in that moment because I busted out laughing. <laughs> and he's such a dick. He's like, wait, I, but I thought she was engaged to you. So like, how could she possibly be engaged to all these other men? It's not making sense. So then Sean calls uh, Destiny's sister, Brittany, again, you know, and she doesn't answer. And then he's like, oh my God. He's like, well, maybe she and her sister had this Illadinate plan to see what they could get out of me. I said, uh, maybe they had a what kind of plan? And I hit rewind. This man said, Illadinate, not elaborate, Illadinate. And I said, oh no, <laughs> he's dumber than I thought. Oh Jesus. But you know what? Destiny truly is like a cold hearted bitch. She's like, yeah, you know what? I'm just trying to live every day like it's my last because I'm probably going back to prison. And you know, but I'll definitely call him if I get locked back up because he takes real good care of me when I'm in prison. And I'm just like, oh my God, you are awful. Like just awful. That's when you'll call him back. And you know, he's stupid because he, and he probably would. He probably would take care of her again, even after she's done all of this shit. So I'm just like, Sean, you fucking idiot. Cancel your credit card, report your car stolen. Then she'll be locked back up and you won't have to worry about your $50,000 anymore and you could just move on with your life. But no, he says he's going to get some answers. And I'm just like, you are too dumb for that. Like you said, Aladdin it. <laughs> but good luck to you on your journey to get some answers, babe. I, I hope you find them. Stupid. All right. Then we got Sarah and Michael. <sighs> And it's time for the court custody case. And Sarah shows up wearing leggings and sneakers and an unbuttoned button-up shirt. And she's, like, waiting outside for Michael. Why? Who the fuck knows? Well, you know what? Actually, I know. It's because this dizzy bitch is still in love with his sorry ass. That's why. Girl, go inside. It looks cold. And he's not coming. <laughs> he's not coming. So then she's like, if he doesn't show up, it's just it's not going to be good because the judge doesn't like to waste their time. And it looks bad on him as a parent trying to be responsible for his kids. Um, he, He's not responsible for his kids. And guess what? He doesn't fucking show up. You want to know why? Because he's irresponsible and he does not give a shit about his kids. Everyone knows that. How doesn't Sarah know this? Like this motherfucker has shown you who he is thousands of times and you still don't believe him and see him for the sorry ass piece of shit father he is like I don't know what it's gonna take for this bitch to see things clearly I really don't I don't so then she starts calling him and she's like yeah if he doesn't show up to court today I'm pretty much gonna get full custody and she sounds so disappointed when she said that I'm like bitch this is good news she should have been calling Malcolm and like telling him to have a mimosa ready for her when she gets home but no, she's all disappointed. And I don't know how or why. Like he's never around anyway. And even if he did show up to court, there was no way he was getting 50-50. Like, please be serious. It's like Sarah is hell bent on giving her daughter's daddy issues dealing with him and just allowing him to pop up every six months, like whenever he feels like it, if that. So then the producers roll up on Michael at his hotel room and they're like, um, hey, bud, um, what's going on? You missed court. And he's like, I know I overslept. I set so many alarms like I don't know what happened. And he's pretending to be upset, but he doesn't give a shit. 
because if he did, he wouldn't have gotten hammered the night before his custody case. That was the next fucking morning. Like, just say you don't give a shit about the kids so everyone can get on with their lives. You know, so then Sarah gets home and she's calling Michael again. Why? I don't fucking know. And she's like, why weren't you there? And he's like, because I didn't get up. And she's like, well, can you explain to me, like, what's going on with you? Why? Who cares? <laughs> like, like, what? And he's like, I'm coming over there. No, do not come over here. And like, and again, why is she even calling him? And Michael is like, well, I'm going to go see Sarah so she can tell me what happened in court because they could easily determine certain things that I don't know anything about because I wasn't even there for that. Bitch, that's your fault. You didn't show up. It was your responsibility to show up. If you gave a shit, you would have shown up to court, but you didn't. So don't come to my house with your bullshit now, stupid. Oh, I can't. I can't. Oh my God. When I tell you, I hate them, (laughs) y'all. I really do. It's not healthy. So then we've got uh, Quaylon and Chevelle, but really it's just Quaylon. So he's back in Houston because, you know, Chevelle kicked him out and he's going over to his sister's house for dinner. And um, (laughs) here I go with another unimportant thing that I noticed, but I just really need to mention this. Their plates are yellow, like the food on their plates. (laughs) It's just yellow. They're eating pasta, fried fish, cornbread, corn on the cob, Brittany and Jack's specialty. And listen, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, this is a totally balanced meal. Not really. But, but like, damn, can we get a green veggie in there or something? Maybe some broccoli? I don't know. (laughs) Like, it looked good, but it's just like, oh, it's just a fucking yellow plate. So, um, also, Quaylon is eating like a complete savage. The way he's holding his fork bugs the shit out of me. I hate this so much. It's like he's making a fist around the fork and he's just shoveling the food into his mouth and it's so gross. It's disgusting. Like I said, it's unimportant, but y'all know how I do. I got to say something. (laughs) So anyway, his mom is like, oh my God, I'm just so happy to have all of my kids together at the same time. And his sister is like, yeah, 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 me too. But like, um... What's the tea, though? Like, why are you here? And why didn't you bring Chevelle with you? And he's like, you know, I'm just visiting and y'all don't even like her. Like, she's fine. This is family time that we're having. And they're not buying it. They're like, you're full of shit. What's going on? And he's like, well, she kicked me out and I need to stay on one of y'all's couches. (laughs) And they're like, um, what? (laughs) Why did she kick you out? And he's like, well, no reason, really. Which is like, please, come on. And they're like, um, okay, that's bullshit. What did you do? And he's like, well, there's just like some cheating allegations. And, you know, we just chose to go our separate ways. No, (laughs) she put you out. You literally just said that. And he just fails to tell the whole story and like any of the truth. He's like, well, she just saw some messages and flew off the handle. Now, Quaylon, she didn't just see some messages She saw some inappropriate ass messages that a man in a relationship should not be having with anyone other than his significant other. And then she flew off the handle. But you had it coming. Like, tell the truth and shame the devil, please. So then he proceeds to explain his not relationship with this woman that he was texting whose name's Chi-Town. And he's like, yeah, you know, she's beautiful. And we have deep conversations about like our dreams and our goals and the future. And talking to her was an outlet for me. 
cool, 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 cool. So what you're telling me is you were having an emotional affair. Got it. And then things took a turn really quickly. And I actually thought that I missed something because I was confused. Because the next thing you know, Quaylon starts arguing with his sister. And he was basically saying that they weren't there for him the way that Chevelle was whenever he was locked up. And he's being super disrespectful for a person that just said you needed to sleep on my couch. <laughs> okay. So then he walks outside and for some reason there's a shovel right outside the door and he like picks it up, slams it onto the ground. And you know what? I really hope that made him feel better. I was thinking like now if you really wanted to make a splash, <laughs> you would have hit the car that was right there. But you know, he's not that crazy. <laughs> he's not that crazy. Um, and that's it for them. So then, uh, now these next few couples, y'all, I just don't really care about. And I feel like I've already told you this. So like Brittany of Brittany and Marcelino, you know, I'm not going to spend much time on them because I don't want to. <laughs> I simply don't want to. The story with her mom is like, so sad. It's just too sad. And aside from that, they're just, they're pretty normal and it's just not fun to talk about, you know? So she goes to see her mom who is now staying in a hotel because she couldn't afford to stay in her apartment anymore. She's still struggling with this drug addiction and she needs help and it's super dark. And like, that's it. <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. Now the next one is Amber of Amber and Vince. And I was so confused. I like, I really don't know why this bitch is back. So for the people who don't know Amber, she was in a relationship with this dopey guy, Vince. And the whole thing was a scam that her, her prison girlfriend named Puppy. Yes, Puppy, like a dog. And, um, and also her mom were all in on this scam to get money from Vince to like take care of them. But she just couldn't do it because he was a fucking weirdo and she couldn't stand him. So she <laughs> so she bailed on that plan and she hasn't spoken to him in like eight months. And I don't think she's ever going to speak to him again. So I don't know what she's doing here. Like, I honestly have no interest in her or puppy or her mom who just got out of prison and has a very welcoming face, by the way, just like a very kind face. You know, some people just look nice. <laughs> she looks like a sweet lady, but I'm still not interested. I don't know what possessed them to bring Amber back. Um, there's already too many couples as it is. And I just, I don't know. But there she is. And then the last one is uh, Lacey and Shane. And, you know, I just, they can also go because it's just the same old shit with them. Like, Obviously, John is about to be released from prison again, so I guess Lacey is gonna go back to, you know, jumping from one of their dicks to the other. Like, same shit, different season, don't care, whatever. And that's, I have a great attitude. And that's it for Love After Lockup. All right, now it's time for our 90 Day Fiance. Oh, gee. Okay, so there's some old couples and some new couples on this new season. I wish they would all be new though, because I don't give a shit about the old ones. Like why not just start completely fresh? Like, I don't know. So the first couple is Brandon and Julia and Brandon's just like this, your average guy. He's like a pest control technician. He lives with his parents on this farm that they run and they're all very close. And he met Julia through a friend via FaceTime at a club. 
she is a go-go dancer. So his friends were out at the club and they saw this girl and they were like, oh, you got to see her and like called him on the phone and let him see her. Like it's, it sounds really stupid. I was like, what? This doesn't make any sense. So after he chatted with her there, I guess he found her on social media and they started talking And after just six hours, he decided to message her and say, you look like my future wife. I roll. Like, don't say that to people. (laughs) Don't fucking say that. I'd like, I don't know you. Don't say that to me. It's weird. So, you know, then he went over to visit her and asked her to be his girlfriend. And she said yes. And then she applied for a visitor's visa. But she was denied because she told the people that, Brandon was her boyfriend and, you know, she was going to go see him. And they were like, nope, you got to get a K-1 visa. And I think that's fucking stupid. Like, yes, I'm going to visit my boyfriend. (laughs) What is the fucking problem? It's a visitor's visa. Whatever. So after five months, they took a trip to Iceland and then he proposed there and now they're engaged and they did the whole K-1 visa thing. And now she's coming. So... The parents, so Brandon's parents and Julia's parents, they've all met each other because they all took this trip together to France or something so they could all hang out. And Brandon's parents, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, she seems nice, but they still kind of think she might just be in it for the green card. And, you know, they always think that on this show. And, like, to be fair, (laughs) that's what most of them are doing on this show. You know, some of them really are in love and you can tell But, you know, the other ones, they totally just want a green card. And I'm not mad at that. Like, get it how you live. You know, I don't care. So Brandon still lives with his parents, you know, for financial reasons because he wants to save money and stuff. And he says that Julia knows this and he knows that, like, they're going to be staying with his parents when she gets there. But she doesn't fully understand the situation, (laughs) which to me says he did not explain it fully because it's not, like, difficult to understand. So it seems like they're just going to be living there for, like, a long time, like, TBD. (laughs) And, um, because he has maxed out his credit cards from all this traveling they've been doing. And he said he spent $10,000 in seven months, which is just, like, wow, that's, that's a lot. So Julia's coming in a week. So they're, you know, they're getting the room ready for her because his parents won't let them share a room. And I think that is stupid and it makes no sense. They're adults. They're engaged to be married. But hey, you know, it's their house, their rules. <laughs> so you got to go with it, I guess. Um, and of course, Brandon hasn't told Julia that they're going to have to stay in separate rooms because, you know, she's not going to like it. She's going to be upset about this. But waiting until she gets here to tell her is a really bad idea, Brandon. Like, what the fuck? So Brandon was planning on going to pick Julia up from the airport in D.C. alone, but then he let his mother strong arm her way into going with him, but he's fine with it because the mom offered to pay for them to spend like a whole weekend there and like sightsee or whatever, which is nice, but it's also like back up a little bit, mom. Like it's, it's becoming very clear to me that she's like overbearing and too far into his business. So this should be interesting to see like how this all works when Julia gets there and they're all living under one roof. Like, I don't think, I don't think it's going to go well, but we shall see. So then Brandon's like having this conversation with his parents and his mom is like, 
hey, do you know if she's like on birth control? And Brandon is like, no. And right then I'm like, why did you even answer that question? And if the answer is no, like I definitely would have just said yes to like get her off my, like I'll get her off my back. Cause like, this is none of your business. Like, why are you asking me this? So Brandon's like, no. And his mom is like, well, I'd be happy to take her to the doctor so she can get some. Bitch, now this is where I draw the line. Overstepping isn't even the word here. Like, it's it's Julia's body. If she doesn't want to take birth control, that is her choice. Clearly, she doesn't want to. And that's why she's not taking it. She knows that it exists. You, you're not, like, teaching her something new or, like, giving her new information. She doesn't want to take it, so she's not. And they're like, oh, so, you know, you're, like, taking other precautions, right? And he says no. And again, I'm just like, why are you like answering these questions? Like, this is a weird conversation. Your son is not like 17 in high school. This is very strange. And so he's like, no. And I just, <laughs> I don't know why he tells them this, but he does. And, you know, they're just not pleased with this. They're like, no, that's stupid. Like, you need to be doing something. And like, no, if they don't want to use condoms or birth control, that is their choice. If they end up pregnant, that's on them. They're adults. Mind your fucking business. So now uh, they're getting ready to go get Julia from the airport. And his mom is doing something that I absolutely cannot stand. I don't like this lady, y'all. But she is rushing him. She is like literally hovering over him, talking about hurry, hurry, hurry. Come on, come on, come on. We got to go in 10 minutes. Um, okay, so we have to go in 10 minutes, you said? Cool, so why are you in my face right now? Like, <laughs> you are irritating me, and it's been scientifically proven that I move slower when I'm irritated, so back the fuck off, lady. Like, you have to. Go away. So, they're in the car on the way to the airport, and the mom gets a phone call. And who is it? It's the gynecologist. And she's talking about Julia as if she's like her 17 year old daughter and she's like setting up her first appointment for like a pap smear or something. I, I like, I was like, what am I watching? And she was just like, yeah, you know, to the gynecologist, she's like, yeah, you know, we would just feel better if they were being safe. And, you know, she just needs to know her options. And Brandon doesn't say a, a word the entire time. Like, I get it that you like don't want to engage, but like, no, you you need to. You need to speak up for your fiance's sake because this isn't fair to her. Julia knows her options already, and so does Brandon. They don't want to use those options. <laughs> and so that's on them. This shit is infuriating to me. Like, I don't know what I would do if I was Julia. I really don't. And I, like, if I was Brandon, I would absolutely tell my mom to back off because this is beyond inappropriate and crossing ever, every line that's ever been drawn. Like, this is ridiculous. So then they're like, oh, well, I hope she's in a good mood when she gets here and, you know, not tired, even though I'm sure she's on a long ass flight. Fuck off. Y'all, I, <laughs> y'all shouldn't even be here right now. I do not like his parents. I, they're entirely too much. I can't handle it, but they're going to make for a good TV. So like, I'm happy they're here. <laughs> I'm happy they're here and I'm happy to see some new people. So the next new couple is Jovi and Yara. So Jovi is from New Orleans and he does underwater robotics, which is cool. I've like never heard of that. I don't know, but it looks cool. And with doing that type of work, he gets to travel a lot 
And that's really cool. And he works four weeks on, four weeks off, which is even cooler. So he's traveling all the time. So, and he said he goes, you know, alone. And when he travels alone, he gets on these apps so he can like meet people. So he met Yara on a travel app and she's from Ukraine. And I'm like, of course, there's always a girl from Ukraine on this show, <laughs> at least one. So... Um, he went into this thinking that he was just going to like have a fling with this girl, but you know, then they end up falling in love or whatever. And every time he was off work, they would just travel somewhere new. So they've been all over the place together, which I think is really cool. Um, then Yara got pregnant and they got engaged. He proposed underwater, by the way, which is a choice, (laughs) but (laughs) it was interesting to see, um, But then she loses the baby, which is really sad. I hate that. Um, So that brought the mood down and I was feeling bad for her. Um, So then we meet Jovi's mom and, you know, she thinks that Yara just wants to get to America. She's just here for the green card. You know, that's how they they said this is going to happen every time. Um, So their situation is different from most because... They don't really have 90 days together when he get when she gets here. They have like less than 60 days, you know, because of his work and he has to travel. So literally when she gets to the States, they only have two weeks together before he has to leave for work. So that should be interesting. Like, I'm sure she's going to be miserable and have like a terrible time, especially if he does that thing where he tries to like set her up with like to like hang out with his friends and like family and stuff and then they're like constantly questioning her and shit like I think that's what's gonna happen but what do I know so anyways that should be interesting to see so uh then we see Jovi go like hang out with his friends and they do the whole you know are you sure you're ready to get married because we don't think you are thing and you know they don't think it's gonna work out between them and you know the friends never do this is like saint this is like you know classic 90 day fiance shit so (laughs) zoe goes to the airport but not before getting yara some flowers because she said you know what this is not gonna be a larissa and colt situation if you do not greet me with flowers at the airport it's a wrap so Yara is a bitch that knows what she wants and I'm not mad. I'm not mad at her. Um, so he gets to the airport and she's like coming down the escalator and, and Jovi is so excited to see her that he like, when she gets to the bottom, he is like blocking her from getting off. And she's like, oh my God, back up Jovi. Also, hi. It's <laughs> like, okay, so like not the warm greeting he was expecting and that's okay let's see if we can get this back on track um but no you know she just talks about how she's not excited and that she's just super tired because Jovi booked the cheapest flight he could find so it took her 30 hours to get there and she's not pleased <laughs> and then the producers ask her what she loves most about him and she's like eh, I don't know like he has a nice body well, actually, he had a nice body. He doesn't have that anymore. But like, yeah, I love him. Well, I feel like I love him. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> it's not, it does not look promising for them. But um, yeah, we'll see what happens with them. So now we can move on to the old couples. Um, We've got Rebecca and Ziad, who I never really cared for anyway. But here they are. 
Yay. Um, <laughs> so Ziad's got his K-1 visa interview coming up. So he is, he's not even been approved yet. So I'm like, hmm. But obviously he does get approved. So Rebecca's lease is up soon and she hasn't found a new place to live yet. And her daughter and his fiance offered to let them stay with them, which is like super nice. I <laughs> couldn't, I was shocked by this news, but Ziad isn't feeling it. And listen, that's totally understandable. It's not the ideal situation. So that's fine. But like, also you have no money. <laughs> so yeah, too bad. So sad. Like this is your only option. And then, um, Rebecca explains that like the main reason Zia doesn't want them staying there is because he doesn't want her daughter's fiance seeing her in her pajamas, which just sounds silly. Just make sure you put some fucking clothes on before you exit the room. Like, I don't, what? But then Rebecca's like, no, like, it's not just that. Like, you know, uh, the fiance is an unmarried man and it's not good to be living with an unmarried man. And I'm like, okay, but Ziad, you are an unmarried man and you're okay living with Rebecca. It, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but like, whatever. At least Rebecca is trying to respect Ziad's culture. Unlike so many other people we see in the 90 day fiance world. So I'll give her that. Um, that's literally it for them. I told you, like, I don't really care about them. That's all I have to say. Um, then we have Mike and Natalie, who I never liked either. <laughs> They're back. So here we go. So the last time we saw them, Natalie gave her ring back to Mike and she was like, no, like, this is just not working because you believe in aliens and I believe in God and this just is not going to work. <laughs> so he's got the ring and he's back at home. And for some reason he puts the ring on, again, this is unimportant. <laughs> he puts the ring on the top of like a shelf in his closet and it's not inside a ring box or anything. He just plopped it right up there, which really bugged me because you could very easily fall behind the thing and just be gone forever. So I don't, I didn't understand that. It's like, are you hiding it? I don't, <laughs> I don't get it. Anyway, so Natalie gets her visa approved and he says, <laughs> she calls to tell him and he's like, I'm so happy. Yeah, I'm excited. And he said it just like that. Like he sounded like fucking Eeyore when he said it. And I'm just like, are you sure you're happy? Because it doesn't look or sound like it. Like you're not fooling anyone. And, you know, so Natalie's excited, but she's saying that she has to get to the States within 20 days. And Mike seems super annoyed by this. <laughs> when she says it, he's like, <sighs> you know, and in that sigh, we heard him basically say, like, I'm not trying to see you again that soon. Like, I'm still not really feeling you at the moment. And 20 days is just, like, not enough time for me to, like, get over this shit. So, you know, she's coming anyway. So we'll see what happens. Um, that's all I got to say about them. But it looks like there's three more couples to come. One of them, we already know, it's Tariq and Hazel. And then the other two are new. And... Like I said, we could put the old couples in the trash. Like, Tariq and Hazel, Rebecca and Ziad, Mike and Natalie. Like, y'all can go if you ask me. I only care about the new ones. Um, So, I'm excited to see the new ones. But, you know, y'all, these episodes are too fucking long. <laughs> Why are they two hours long? They just don't need to be. There's so much stuff that could be cut out. 
Like truly, it could just be an hour long like a normal show. I'm sorry to keep saying it, but it just really bugs me and I'm probably going to say it all season. So just block me out whenever <laughs> whenever I get on this rant, okay? Um so yeah, we'll we'll see how this season goes. I mean, it looks like it's going to be good. I got to be honest with you, I might end up skipping over the old couples that I don't like. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, but that's all I've got for y'all today. Please remember to um, rate, review, and subscribe if you love me. Hit the five stars. It'd be super helpful. And, you know, say something. Write a little something. But make it nice, you know? <laughs> make it nice. Um, you can also head over to patreon.com slash bitchesbetter for some fun bonus content. And of course, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Mainly Bravo. And I'll be back to talk to y'all soon. I love you. Bye.